Praise the Lord. Yes, this is 2022. Blessed New Year to all once again. Praise the Lord. And uh, we have a new theme for this year that will carry us through this year. Last year, our theme was taken from John chapter 20, verse 21, because it's the year 2021. And uh, so we have, uh, you know, Jesus appearing before the disciples, and he say, peace be unto you. And you know that we really needed the peace of God to carry us through even the year 2021. But now 2022, guess which passage of scripture our theme is based on? You are right. John chapter 20, verse 22. And the Bible just tells us that Jesus, after saying all the things he needed to say to the disciples, he said, he breathed on them. The Bible says he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. Receive the Holy Spirit. Now you may wonder, you know, what the actual meaning of this passage is. And as we go along, we will begin to elaborate on it. But that Jesus breathed. And so our theme for this year, 2022, is on breathe. Now, breath is so critical for us. You know that the first thing that you did when you, when you came into this world is to breathe. And if you are not breathing, you know, you'll be given a tight slap on your back until you cry. And the moment that you cry, the moment that the newborn baby cry, air goes into the lung. And life begins. Physical life begins. And you know that the last thing that we do before we go back to heaven, before we die, is to give back this breath that we have received. Moment we do not breathe, that's when we die. Now, breath is so critical. Breathing is life. To live is to breathe. In fact, it is so very important that we breathe about 12 to 20 times a minute. Averagely about 16 times a minute. Or 23,000 times in one day. Wow, that's a lot of work, isn't it? To breathe. 23,000 times in one day. Some of you try to walk 10,000 steps a day. But actually, without thinking about it, without being conscious about it, you are breathing. 23,000 times a day. Or about 628 million times in a lifetime of 80 years. There's a lot of breathing. Breathing is good. Breathing is good. So those of you who are at home, I know you are without masks. Now, why don't you just take a long, deep breath, and after that, breathe out slowly. I wouldn't advise for those who are sitting here. It's fine. Take a long, deep breath. And breathe out slowly. 
Now, I will not talk about breathing exercise. It's very good for each one of us, even for our physical health. Maybe in the future, we will talk about that. But breathe. It is ironical that we are talking about breathe. But it is very relevant for us during this time when we are fighting against COVID-19. It is strange that I'm talking about breathe when I have to wear a mask. That makes breathing difficult and uncomfortable and speaking through a mask is even more challenging. But because of the big crowd here, and for safety reason, we wear masks. It is good. But breathing is essential. In fact, we are not just talking about the number of times that you breathe in a minute, the number of breaths that you take before we aspire. But the essential thing is that actually we are talking about the breath of God as well. Jesus breathed on the disciples. This is to remind them of the first act of God. In Genesis chapter 2, verse 7, the Bible says, after God had created Adam, he was still lifeless. And God breathed into Adam, and Adam became a living soul. The breath of God. And in Job chapter 33, verse 4, the Bible says, The Spirit of the Almighty God has given me life. The breath of Almighty God has given me life. So it is the breath of God, and you will find the breath of God, you know, uh, throughout the Bible. It is the breath of God that gives us life, physically and also spiritually. But today, being the first Sunday of the year, normally we talk about crossover. Not, over, not only the crossover from the previous year into the new year, but also in your life and in the church as well. Many of us have crossover moments. It's inevitable. I don't know how your, how your previous year, your old year has been, but now we have to cross over into the new year. And in the midst of the pandemic, one, com one commentator was asked of the future. What can we expect of the future? We have already have a pandemic, you know, COVID-19. Then we have the Delta variant. Then we have the Omicron variant. And the world is still struggling with that. And they asked the question, this year, 2022, what can we expect of the future? And the most informed mind can only say, Wait and see and hold your breath. They're asking us, wait and see and hold your breath. We are telling you, you can breathe. Of course, hold your breath is an expression. All right, we just wait in anticipation. But you find that there are crossover moments for us in this year. There are those who have lost their spouse or their loved ones. 
This is a crossover moment for you. Not easy. There are those who have lost their job. There are those who have lost their homes. Financial meltdown, literally. Health issues. Children schooling. These are all crossover moments. And you have to cross over even in this year. And God is going to grant us a crossover, a victorious one this year. Somebody say, Amen. So this morning, I'd like to talk and share with you about breathe, the crossover. Breathe, the crossover. The first crossover is to cross over from death to life. From death to life. There's a passage of scripture in John chapter 5. Jesus came to the pool of Bethesda. And there was a man who was lying there, invalid for 38 years. The pool of Bethesda basically means it is a pool of mercy. But for him, he could not find mercy there. All he found is hopelessness. He has been lying there at the pool, and according to tradition, when the angel comes to stir the water, the first man that gets in, he'll get healed. But he says, there was nobody to help me, put me into the pool to get healed. But year by year, he waited there, trapped in hopelessness, until Jesus came, and Jesus healed him. Not by putting him into the pool, but by just commanding and said, Arise, get up! And the man got up and got healed. But because Jesus healed on the Sabbath, there was a lot of persecution from the religious Jews. Until Jesus had to explain what actually happened. It's not just the healing of the man, but Jesus continues on and he said, in verse 24, Very truly I tell you, Whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life and will not be judged. But has what? Cross over from death to life. He has crossed over from death to life. I've been in the chat group, cross over from death to life. And these are the words of Jesus. What does he mean? Cross over from death to life. You see, we are actually spiritual beings who live in this earthly body, human body. And what Jesus is saying is that unless you experience life in the Son of God, there's no life in you. You are dead. Now, Jesus is not talking about those who are physically dead, but 
But the Pharisees and all those people who are there, he says, you need a crossover from death to life. Because actually, if we do not have God in our lives, we are dead. That's the, that's the implication. Physically, we may be alive, but spiritually, we are dead. That's why we need to have a crossover from death to life that can be only found in Jesus Christ. In Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1 to 7, Paul says, we are all dead in sins. Before you came to the Lord Jesus Christ, we are all dead in sins. That's what it's meant. But the moment that we believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and receive forgiveness and cleansing for our sin through what he has done for us on the cross of Calvary, that moment we receive life into our spirit. And he raises us up to life in the spirit and we become alive. That's what is meant from death to life. You see, there are a lot of people who are alive physically, but they are dead spiritually. It is just like the many movies that are coming out nowadays on zombies. Who are the zombies? They walk around like that. No emotion. They are dead actually. Physically, they seem to be still alive, but they are dead. The living dead, we call them. And there are so many people who are actually living dead walking around. As long as we do not have God in our lives, we are dead in sins, condemned forever. For this reason, Jesus Christ came to give us life. Hallelujah! To give us life and our spirit is quickened. Ephesians chapter 2 says, our spirit is quickened and we become alive. All those of you who have believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, you can declare right now, right here, and those in the chat group and say, I am alive. Come on, say it, I am alive. I'm in the chat group. I am alive in Jesus Christ. That's what has happened. You see, God is a source of life. You read this uh, passage in uh, uh, John chapter 5. You know, it is the Father who has life, and He has given the power of life even to the Son, that the Son can give life to whomsoever He wishes. So how do you receive this life? Going back to John chapter 5, verse 24, he says, He who hears and believes. He who hears the voice of the Son of Man and believes that the Father has sent him, he is the one who has life. All you need to do is to hear the word of God, hear the voice of God, and believe that Jesus Christ came to give us this life. That's all. It's not religion that can save us. It's not religion that can give us a, good, a new life. But receive this life. Breathe. Breathe the new life. 
This is the new life that God has given to us. Breathe that new life. Even in the book of Titus, it talks about this new life, this new birth that God has given us, and we are alive in Christ Jesus. Breathe that new life, even into your soul, into your spirit. But friends, that's not all that God has done. That's just the initial thing. It is a wonderful thing. I can remember it so vividly for me. Not for, not, you know, sometimes, sometimes we experience this new life, you know, uh, in, in, a, in a very non-spectacular way. But I remember that day very clearly, January 31st, 1975. I received that new life. I cross over from death to life. And life has never been the same again. My question for each and every one of you, especially for those who have not known Jesus Christ, especially for those who do not have that relationship with God as yet, have you crossed over? Have you crossed over from death to the life that God has for each and every one of us? Everlasting eternal life. If not, all you need to do is to believe. Have faith in Jesus Christ. That's why He came to give us life. Hallelujah. The second crossover is to cross over even from empty to full. Cross over from empty to full. Praise the Lord. John chapter 10, verse 10 tells us, the thief came to do what? To steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I have come that you may have life. Now in the King James Version, in the English Standard Version, it talks about and have eternal life. I have come that you may have life, you know, and uh, other versions say have abundant life. But, uh, but the NIV and the New Century Version says, I have come that you may have life, the full life. What kind of life that God wants to give to each one of us? The full life. Type into the chat group and say the full life. Or the New Century Version says, life in its fullness. That's powerful. When God says, I give you life, it's not just the same kind of life as every other person who do not know Him and have a relationship with Him. That full life seems to be so evasive, especially with all the lockdown. What is there to look forward to? Well, at least now in our country, there is an easing of that. It was wonderful. But remember the time when you had to be locked within the four walls of your room or of your house. What is there to look forward to? Is this life, you ask? Cannot even go out and do the things they always wanted to do. Every day, stay within the house. Get up in the morning, prepare breakfast, eat breakfast, 
watch some movies, school the kids, and then have lunch, you know, rest, watch some movies, school the kids and the cats, and then have dinner, watch some more, more, more movies, or learn some new skills, go online, and then after that, back to bed, school the kids one more time. And the next day, the same. Is this life we ask? Or for some of us, life stings, we say. It stings. Life under pandemic stings. But that's not the kind of life that God wants for us. For others, you may look at you may look at people and they seem to be so successful, so happy, so productive, so wealthy, so so prosperous. And you look at some models or some athletes or some singers. Wow, they are so popular, well known all over the world. But the next day you read in the headlines, this wealthy billionaire have just committed suicide. And you wonder, hey, how can that be? I thought he had such a good life. And then you read about that popular athlete or singer died out of overdoses of drugs. And you, and you wonder. I thought they were very happy. The couple that seemed to be going around, you know, you know in a flamboyant lifestyle, suddenly got divorced. But Jesus says, I have come to give you full life, not an empty life, empty of meaning, empty of purpose. When Jesus says, I've come to give you life and life more abundantly, in another version, the abundant life there is not necessarily measured in terms of material wealth. The abundant life there is when you have the abundance of God, the presence of God Himself in you. When you experience the goodness of God in your daily life as He leads you, as He provides for you, and as you honor Him. There are two kinds of life, actually. In the Greek, there are two kinds of life. The physical life is called the bios life, B-I-O-S. Bios basically means, that's where we come, we get the word biology. It has to do with the physical body. And that's the physical life. But God has something more for us than just the physical. And the second word is Zoe. Zoe. Everybody says Zoe. Z-O-E. That's the kind of life that God has for you. Type in the chat group. Zoe, Z-O-E, Zoe, the full life. I know some of you like to name your kids Zoe, beautiful name. The abundant life, the overflowing life, the victorious life. God says, I have come. Jesus says, I have come that you may have life, the full life, the Zoe life. And this is a life filled with the Power, presence, provision of God. 
God's intention is for us to live at this level. But there are many Christians, though they have received a new life of God, have not moved into this level of the fullness of life. They are still struggling. They may sing a song. They may join the worship, but it is powerless. It does not affect them at all because they have not learned to enter into that realm whereby they begin to breathe the full life that God has for us. Now, it's not going to come automatically because Jesus says, yes, I have come to give you life, the full life. But you read what he said before that. He said the thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. The thief is there. For some reason, God has not eliminated the thief from life's equation. Not destroyed completely, but he's still there. And he continues to come to steal, to kill, to destroy. That thief may be the, most likely be the, level, the devil for us. The devil hates mankind. The devil hates you. He wants to steal your joy, your love, your love. He wants to steal your peace. He wants to steal even what God has blessed you with in life. He wants to destroy. It may not be just the devil. It may be the pandemic that we continue to struggle with. The pandemic will try to steal, to kill, and to destroy each and every one of us, if possible. It may not, not be that just alone, but it may be your dream that you have to steal away that dream, to steal away that passion in your life. That's why we have to fight. We have to keep fighting. But thanks be to God, 1 John chapter 3, verse 8 tells us, For this reason, the Son of Man has come, the Son of God has come, to destroy the works of the enemy, to destroy the works of Satan. Yes, Jesus Christ has come for this purpose, to destroy even the works of Satan. But at the same time, 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8 tells us, Be weary. Be conscious because the devil as a lion goes about roaring trying to frighten you, trying to continue to steal, to kill, to destroy. But do not fear because we have overcome him. Somebody say, Amen! Jesus Christ has overcome him and has given us the full life. Breathe in the full life. Breathe in that full life of God. Believe God. Reach out to the Lord even for the fullness of life that He wants to give to you. And in order to have that full life, we must know that God has a purpose for each one of us. Whether there's pandemic or not, God has a purpose for each one of our lives. 
When you have a purpose, then only can you realize the full life. If you live around, you know, without any purpose at all, then you find that life is listless. How many of you like bowling? I don't bowl. But I know that you use a pin and you roll it. Or rather, you use a ball and then you roll it and then you strike down the pin. And the purpose of rolling that ball, of throwing that ball is to what? Just for the fun of it? No, but to strike down those pins there. Can you just imagine going to the bowling alley there and they say, sorry, we do not have any pins to, uh, today. For some reason, all was lost in the flood. But you can still bowl. Would you just bowl without a pin? There's no purpose there, right? The whole purpose of going to bowling is to strike down the lost pins. And that's the fun, that's the excitement there. See how many you can strike down. So we go through life, throwing those balls without those pins. There's no purpose. There was a story of a woman by the name of Nancy. She was in a wheelchair. So she posted in a newspaper in those days without those social media. She says, she's posted an ad and says that, you know, if you are lonely, if you are depressed, if you, are, you need somebody to talk to, this is my phone number. Please call me. I'm ready to listen to you. I'm in a wheelchair and I have time and I would like to listen to your story. And guess what? At first she thought that nobody would respond to that kind of an advertisement. But, wow, within a week, you know, every week she has about 30 calls. People just call because they are lonely, they are depressed, they are disturbed. So an interviewer asked her about her condition, you know, and about, her, about what she was doing. She became quite well-known and, and, and asked her, what, uh, have you been an invalid all your life? Because she was in a wheelchair. She says, no. I was working and I had a good life, but I was very depressed. And so one day I decided to take my life. I jumped down from a high building. But that did not kill me. Instead, I was paralyzed from the waist down. So I was in a wheelchair. See, and the interviewer asked, how, how did you get through all of that? She says when she was recovering, when she was recovering in the hospital, suddenly the Lord kind of spoke to her. She said, Nancy, all along, you have a healthy body, but you have a crippled soul. Your soul is crippled. There's no life there at all. And she suddenly realized that. She said, and then the Lord told her, but now you have a crippled body, but you have a healthy soul. What are you going to do about it? And so she decided to go and try to help those people who were just like her, lonely and depressed. And she found the purpose of her life. And the Lord used her. Friends, that's the fullness of life. And God wants to lead you even into death. Crossover. Crossover. God has a purpose for your life. This year, I pray that you will realize even that God 
you know, the Lord just reveal that plan and reveal that purpose for your life so that you will have even the fullness of life that God has planned for you. The third crossover is that from the flesh to the spirit. From the flesh to the spirit. The Bible says in John chapter 20, verse 22, where we started off with this passage, I want to bring you back to this passage in closing. Jesus breathed on the disciples and he said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. Receive the Holy Spirit. What is Jesus doing? Now, this is a symbolic act. Many people think that it's a symbolic act. And it will lead toward the fullness of the promise of God when on the day of Pentecost, the Spirit of God was given. But what Jesus is essentially saying is that you need the Holy Spirit. How do you live the Christian life? The victorious life. There's only one way to do it. Receive the Holy Spirit. Likewise, also in the book of Galatians, Paul says, in Galatians chapter 5, I believe, you know, if you ask Paul, how do we live the Christian life? He has only one answer. Live by the Spirit. He says, if we live according to the flesh, we will be bound by the flesh. But you walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. So therefore, he says, walk in the Spirit. The word, the word walk appears about 10 times in the, in the book of Galatians itself. Walk in the Spirit. Live by the Spirit. Let the Spirit lead you. Let the Spirit control your life. That's the only way for us to live. It is in the power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit comes and makes that real to each and every one of us. Live by the Spirit of God. That's why Jesus will not let them go until He says, Receive the Holy Spirit. The word breathe or breath. In the Old Testament, oftentimes comes from the Hebrew word, ruach. Ruach. There's a kind of a guttural sound to it. Ruach. Everybody say, ruach. Ruach. Wow. You feel the power there. Ruach actually basically means breath or wind. 27 times he refers to breath or wind, but 232 times he refers to the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God that will come and give you power for life. You see, Christianity is not a religion whereby you just live by all the do's and don'ts. Too many times religion emphasizes of that on, on that. But where is the power? 
God does not give us, leave us powerless, but He has given us the Holy Spirit. Becomes our personal counselor, helper. Lead us, guide us, empower us, talk with us. Live by the Spirit. And that's a very, very powerful and very essential thing for each and every one of us. To breathe the Spirit-filled life. When we breathe in air, it goes into the lung. And this air is distributed mainly to the brain. And when we breathe out, when we breathe in, we breathe in air that contains about 20% oxygen. When we breathe out, it still contains 15% oxygen. That means 5% of that Oxygen in the air has gone to the brain and to other parts of the body. And in the tiny sacs or in your lung, in the tiny sacs in your lung, something has happened. That 5% of oxygen has been absorbed. And when it goes into the other parts of the body, boom, it becomes a fire. That 5% is so essential. Only 5%. And yet it causes us to breathe, it causes us to live, it causes us to think, it causes us to act. Powerful. Only 5%. And when we breathe out, it's mostly carbon dioxide plus 15% of oxygen minus 5% that has been used in the body. Can you just imagine if we are able to breathe in more oxygen. If we are able to just absorb the breath of God, the power of the Holy Spirit, amazing things can begin to happen in our life. The reason many of us are defeated in our Christian life is because we are not breathing in the oxygen of God. We are not breathing in the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. We try to live our Christian life in our own strength. We feel miserably. But we are going to teach you how to breathe in the Holy Spirit. In fact, many of us will live longer physically if we learn how to breathe properly. Breathe in longer breath. Most of us breathe very shallow breath. You cannot walk shallow with the Holy Spirit. You must walk deep in the Holy Spirit. Deep breath in the Holy Spirit. Your life will be changed. Your life will be energized. Your life will be empowered by the Spirit of God. And you can begin to do great things by the power of the Holy Spirit and be an effective witness and servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. He wants to empower us. And so, brothers and sisters, it started with that new life that God has given to us and the fullness of life and the spirit-filled life that God has for you. It is wonderful. Have you crossed over? Don't stay where you are, but cross over to the greater things 
that God has for each one of us. Let's pray. If you are here today, you do not know Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, who came to give us life. This is your opportunity to cross over from spiritual death to spiritual life in God. He who has the Son has life. He who does not have the Son does not have life. All you need to do is believe. Will you believe that Jesus Christ came, die on the cross, take away our sins, and if you believe in Him, you will have eternal life. If that is your desire today, right where you are, for those of you here in the, in the hall, just raise that hand. Just raise that hand if you want to invite Jesus Christ to come into your life. And for those of you at home, if you're watching, you do not have the life of God as yet. I would like to lead you into that experience to have the life of God in you. Oh, it will be incredible. You will transform your life and change your life forever. Those of you who are here in the hall as well as, as, as at home, if you'd like to receive Jesus Christ, just pray with me. Pray after me in this prayer to invite the life of God into your life. Let's pray together. Dear God, I'm so sorry. I have sinned against you. I'm dead in sin. But I thank you that you sent your son Jesus Christ to die on the cross, to take away my sins, to forgive me of all my sins, and to give me a new life. I believe and I receive Jesus Christ into my heart to be my Savior, to be my Lord. I surrender my life into your hands. I ask you to reveal your plan for my life and I will follow after you. Thank you. Thank you for this new life. In Jesus' name. I pray. Amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. If you have prayed this prayer, and if you have accepted Jesus Christ into your life, we'd like to connect with you on, on the screen in your home. Just type in or, or, or visit us in the link that's provided on the screen. And there will be pastors and leaders who would like to just Affirm what you have done and congratulate you and continue to pray for you. Praise the Lord. But for the rest of us, this is going to be a great year. Focus not on what is happening. Yes, there'll be many battles. There'll be those who will come to steal, to kill, to destroy. But don't you let them. Remember that God has given us what kind of a life? A new life. A full life. A spirit-filled life. And when you walk with Him, when you trust in Him, when you honor Him, He will grant you His blessings, His protection, and His provision. Amen? Amen. Shall we all stand together? Let me pray for you right now.
Those of you here in the hall, if you want the touch of God, oh, for that kind of life that God has for you, you want to cross over. You want to cross over into the greater things that God has for you. Lift up your hands right now as we pray together. That's right. Lift up that hand. You believe God and say, God, I believe. I believe, Lord, and I receive this life that you have for me. I will cross over, Lord, no longer by myself, but crossing over to that life that you have for me. Let lift up that hand at home and here. Let's all pray together. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Heavenly Father, we thank you that you have loved us. And yes, dear Lord, when we were helpless and hopeless, you have come to give us life forevermore, dear Lord. And now, dear Father, even as we stand at the beginning of this year, Lord, we raise our hands towards you. We thank you for this life that you have given to us through your Son Jesus Christ. And in the name of Jesus Christ, dear Lord, as we believe you for that crossover. From death to life, oh God, from emptiness to fullness, from the flesh to the spirit, you will touch every heart right now, right now. Receive the life of God, Lord. Breathe, Lord. Breathe on the people right now. That's right. Breathe on the people right now. In the name of Jesus, receive the breath of God. Receive the breath of life. Receive the breath of power. Receive the breath of healing. In the name of Jesus, thank you, dear Lord. Oh, we come against the walls of the enemy. In the name of Jesus, oh, we cancel out the walls of the enemy. We surrender our lives to you. I speak life. I speak life into your people right now. Receive it in the name of Jesus. If you are sick, you need the healing of the Lord. Trust the Lord right now and say, Lord, I receive the breath of healing upon me right now. Receive the breath of healing in Jesus' name. Receive, dear Lord. Thank you, dear God. Thank you, dear Lord. We receive the life right now. That you have for us. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah! To you be the glory. We will continue to worship the Lord. But those of you who are online, you need prayer. Go into our chat group. There's a link there. Go into the Zoom prayer link, and there will be people praying for you. But for the rest of you, I believe that God has done a great work. Continue to walk in Him as we worship Him together right now. Hallelujah! Praise the Lord.